acquire the solace of the shadows and the dark of the night. Sunshine is my destroyer. Welcome to Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez, and thank you for joining in on another episode of Dark Fringe Radio. Number one spot for your conspiratorial, paranormal, macabre, strange, and mysterious. And today, tonight, we have another great episode for you guys tonight. And uh, of course, I can't do this without my co-host, Jay Galosi. Jay, what's going on, brother? You hello. How uh, do you do? There he is. There he is. How you doing, brother? I am fantastic, my friend. How are you? Very good, man. Very good. Listen, we've got a special episode of the podcast tonight. Uh, we're going to start doing an ongoing series called What Happened To? And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about two separate cases of missing persons and uh, the mysterious cases behind the, or circumstances behind their missing person case or whatever the fuck you want to call it but yeah we're gonna be talking about that tonight so it's gonna be uh action-packed but first i have to get into the intro of course and get that out of the way do a little housekeeping jay and uh, of course how you can listen to the podcast just go to our website darkfringeradio.wordpress.com you can go straight there listen to any of the links that are provided there for the streaming services that we are on which is all the major streaming services that are possible out there so you make sure when you go on there you give us a five-star rating and a uh, like and uh, make sure you share all of our stuff and you can also do that with our social media as well uh, you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at dark fringe radio so make sure you go there and check out all the latest stuff that's going on there uh, a couple of announcements jay uh for this week just wanted to let everybody know this uh uh, we've started a uh, Dark Fringe Investigations, and uh, that's going to be our paranormal group, Jay, that uh, uh, I've uh, kind of uh, started here and uh, organized. And uh, we're going to go out to a very special location uh, next week, and uh, it's called Glades Correctional Institution. And uh, I did some research on it already, Jay. Went out there to the location. Pretty interesting place, man. And uh, did a little reconnaissance. Yeah. And, uh yeah, it sounds, it sounds like you're gonna have. It sounds like you're gonna have a great time. <laughs> no, not just me, my friend. Not just me. We're gonna get uh, good old Jay out there at night as well. You're gonna uh, have. You're gonna have a squirrel. You're gonna have a squirrel in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, a squirrel in my pocket. Not only that, I'm gonna have my cousin Peter Brew. He's gonna be out there. He's actually starting a podcast, Jay, called Shots Fired Podcast. So he's doing one. It's kind of like uh, more based towards uh, current events and fashion and things of that nature, hip hop and. You know, stuff that we don't really talk about here, but it's nonetheless a really cool show. Yeah, uh, you, you know, know, you know why we don't talk about stuff like that here? Because <laughs> we're not cool. We're not fashionable. <laughs> yeah, because we're old. That's right. Yeah, because we're old and out of touch. <laughs> we are old and we are out of touch, but we are entertaining nonetheless. So uh, we are, are going to hook up with him as well, and um, possibly another podcast group that may be out there as well, Jay. But I'll give you some more detail if that is going to be a possibility or not. But nonetheless, we are going to be there at the Glades Correctional Facility or Institution, Jay. And I got to tell you, I went there at, during the day. I didn't get to go there at night um, just to do a little recon, go out there real quick, see what was going on. Me and my cousin went out there uh, for a quick afternoon drive. It's funny, man. We actually ran into uh, Palm Beach County Sheriff's Officer out there. 
he was just posted up there. So, you know, me and my cousin were like, well, what the fuck are we going to do if we were trying to get in here? And this guy's posted right up at the front of the entrance, right? So I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Just let's go up to the guy and tell him what the fuck we're here for, right? And that's exactly what we did. You know, we, uh, you know, we pulled up right up next to the officer and pulled down our window. And we were like, hey, listen, you know, we were just coming out here to do some recon and wanted to snoop around the institution a little bit and uh, take some video footage and stuff like that. And the guy was nothing more than cooler. He was like, absolutely, go do whatever you want to do. He's like, if you guys want to stay out here for, yeah, for like the evening, just let me know. I'll, you know, I'll make sure if any of the officers come out here and see your car that I'll let them know that you're out here and I already talked to you guys. So it was really cool. Uh, we got the blessing from PBS. So we went out there, man, I can tell you, Jay, this place is, it's intimidating. It's intimidating. Uh, it's pretty big. Hey. <laughs> what? What's up? Great. Oh, great, yeah. Intimidating during the daytime. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty and intimidating. We're going to go at night. Listen. And, and, and we're going to look for trouble. Yeah, well. We're going to go out there at night and we're going we're gonna to look for trouble. We're going to go out there at night, William. We're looking for trouble. We're looking for signs of the paranormal or the other side. That's what we're actually doing. And I can tell you, Jay, there are some rooms in there, man, that I can tell you. It was probably 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, as bright as bright can be in, in a Florida, you know, day. And, man, some of those rooms were so dark you couldn't even see past your fist. And that was during the middle of the day. So I can only imagine what that place is like at night. And um, we went through a chapel, a rundown chapel that's been abandoned for at least 15, 20 years. <laughs> a couple so of... you're saying I should wear my brown pants? Oh, uh, yeah. You're going to need your brown pants and your shit boots as well because you're not getting around there in your fucking um, your uh, tennis shoes. Uh, my cousin made the bad mistake of going out there in shorts and tennis uh, shoes. Not a good mix. I was a smart one. I actually went out there in jeans and my fucking boots. And so I got through there like nothing. You know, I was just rolling right through. But, yeah, just it's a very... So you're telling me I need to go buy boots today? Well, you need something. Uh, something better than a little bit. I don't have boots, bro. You don't have any I'm boots? I'm a Florida kid. I got, I got <laughs> shoes and sneakers. You might want to get some cheap like uh, Walmart boots, dude. I think that'll do you good. You know, something that'll protect your feet. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, because you're going to be out there. Pull me down when I'm, slow, it slow might, me down when I'm might, running from the ghost of Freddy Krueger, bro. Yeah, it might slow you down, but at least your feet will be protected. You know what I mean? And if, uh, you know, you bang your foot into one of those fucking jail cells that we were out there. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So anyways, long story short, that's where we're going to be next week. We're going to do a live investigation. We're going to put all this footage together. Uh, it's going to be an ongoing series. We're going to try to do as many of these places as possible. Uh, we When we were out there, Jay, we also checked out a, uh, a hospital that's not far from there, literally like right up the road, uh, about a mile up the road. That's also abandoned. So we weren't able to get into that place because it was boarded up. But there was one door that we know that if we just give it one swift kick, dude, it would, it's, it's, it's on. But we asked the cop about it. He was like, listen, if there's nobody out there, I don't see nothing. I'm not going to say nothing. So he was real cool about that, too. He's like, anytime you guys want to come out here. You guys are good. So, yeah, we got the good uh, goodwill of, uh, you know, the the sheriff's office out there. So when we go out there, uh, hopefully next Saturday, it'll be the same kind of deal. And uh, we look forward to bringing all that stuff for you guys here in the future. So a lot to look forward to here at Dark Fringe Radio, Dark Fringe Investigations. So uh, that's pretty much it for the intro, Jay. Um, you ready for? Actually, I uh, made an audible this week, Jay. We're not doing a mailbag this week. You know that? We're going to do something else. You did not say that you were going to do that. This is uh, this is news to me. Yes. Uh, that's okay, because I got an audible for you in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, so they. I figured we'd do something a little different this week, oh. and uh, we do something called, uh, what the hell's going on? 
And this is a segment where we're just going to run through a couple things that is going on in the news, Jay, and just uh, kind of spitball nope. and give our opinions on. So uh, the first one on the list this I... week for uh, what the hell's going on is Jeffrey. Or Jeffrey, I was going to say Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein. And uh, you brought this up to me earlier in the week. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, he got uh, 23 years sentence in prison for the latest uh, rape charge that he got convicted of. What's uh, What say you on that? It's fucking stupid. Can we just, can we please, can we please just cut the shit? Can we just, just cut the shit. Let's just cut it. Let's yeah. just, it's poopy and whoop, cut it. Because we all know what this man has done. We all Absolutely. know how awful a human being he is and how long he's been doing awful things as a, an awful human being. Mm-hmm. Can we just like bury him under a jail cell somewhere? Can we just like find a spot and like, pretend like you would think you would think exists. yeah yeah you would think that would be the easiest no, thing like to I go do. through this whole process yeah no you're right and we do have to go through this whole process now unfortunately the guy still has some money so he's able to do all these appeals and you know do all these things which he has every right to do obviously i'm not saying he doesn't have a right to do that but the it's one of these cases where everybody knows you're guilty <laughs> You know what I mean? There's no, there's yeah, not a lot of, room, there's not a lot of room for error in this particular case of. There's uh, no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a slam dunk, as they call. It. So, again, uh, you know, 23 years. Is it a slap on the wrist? No, I think it's pretty damn good. To be quite honest with you, uh, Jay, because you know, like I, I think I mentioned to you when we had this conversation, some of these child molesters, man, they get like five years in prison. That's it, uh, which is crazy to me. Which those guys should never even be allowed to walk the fucking. You know, free air ever again, but the planet. Yeah, exactly. They should be beaten to a fucking pulp and sodomized with a red hot fucking poker. There you go. There you go. But yeah, again. So this guy got twenty three years. You know, a lot of these uh, you know child molesters and stuff like that get like five, eight years. So yeah, was it you know did the 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 penalty you know was it good enough? What is good enough at this point for a guy like this? You know what I mean? What is good enough? I mean, there's not going to be. There's not. There's not going to be enough. There's not going to be enough because even if he, let's say he gets, that's what I'm saying at this point, it's just a math game. Yeah, it is. It's a math game. It is. Even if he's guilty of everything, they're going to go through the whole process. The guy's going to die in prison. So can't we just go ahead and let's let's just like Disney? Let's just go ahead and fast pass this shit. <laughs> Put him where he's got to go. And let him to the house, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, he still has, I think, uh, another half a dozen charges or a dozen charges still pending in California, Jay. So no matter which way you slice or dice this thing, he's, he, I don't think he's ever going to see the, the, the light of day or free light of day after this. I mean, he's oh. done. He's pretty much done at this point. No, that's what I'm saying. He's fucked. <laughs> he's fucked. He's done. Right. It's over with. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, that's uh, that's number one for the list for today. Uh, number two is the ever so inconvenience of the coronavirus, Jay. We have to talk about the coronavirus. Uh, this has have been a thorn in Well, we would not be we would not be a responsible <laughs> professional broadcasting show if we didn't. No, no, we wouldn't be. And um, as you can tell, uh, if you haven't seen the news lately, everything has been pretty much canceled as far as (laughs) uh, any kind of sporting events, uh, any kind of, uh, you know, concert, 
anything like that where large groups of people would gather. Uh, NHL decided to close the season down. NBA decided to close their season down. Uh, looks like the MLB is closing now, down their uh, spring break. And that knows? brings me. Go ahead, Jay. I want to hear that you brings say. me. Actually, my, that brings me to my audible. Go ahead. Brings me my audible. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Audible. Blue 82 now. Oh, here we go. Or something. I don't know. So, uh, that actually brings me to my dick of the week. Okay. I haven't done a dick of the week in a long time. It's something we kind of dropped. Mm-hmm. But something I came across the other day that was so dick of the week worthy. <laughs> Obviously, minus the Harvey Weinstein. Right, right. I mean. But he got, he got what he deserved, so that's good. LeBron James. Ooh, interesting. Okay. What do you think? Uh, LeBron James. What's, why is he the dick of the week? He's the dick of the week. So, hear me out, friend. Hear me out. I'm hearing. Let's hear You heard that they were talking about still playing the games before they just went ahead and canceled them all. Uh-huh. They were still talking about playing the games, but in an empty stadium. Right. Did you hear that? Okay. I did hear that. I did, did you hear, hear LeBron? Did you hear what LeBron James said about that? No, I hadn't. I did not hear what he said about that. He said, if there's no fans, I'm not playing. I play for the fans. Now, I know what you're saying. Jay, Jay, that sounds like that sounds like a stand-up <laughs> kind of guy kind of thing. That doesn't sound like something you would say to a dick of the week. Right. Yeah. Uh, here's, the, here's the thing. Those same fans, when he's when he's taking his time off, when he's, you know, load managing, which sounds mm-hmm. awful. Uh, but when he's load managing, those same fans are paying money to see him play, but he's not playing. No, he's not. No, he's not. And especially those so, season ticket holders and all those people. How about that? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but no, if there's no fans there, I'm not going to play. Let's, come on, stop it. Just call what it is. You're just looking at LeBron saying, look, paid time off. I mean, you have to think about it because they still have TV deals and they have still TV to, to, to fulfill, right? They have all those spots they have to fulfill on those days that they played games normally that's being televised on yep. television. So, you know, yeah, why wouldn't they play in a stadium that's even empty? I mean, it was weird. I actually watched a wrestling event yesterday, last night, Jay. It's Friday Night SmackDown, mm-hmm. and it was an empty arena, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. Seeing Crazy. people wrestle in an empty arena. Yeah. yeah, and to me, it was just like, it's not the same. Crazy. All these, these UFC fights that are coming up. Yeah. Like, there was hardly anybody in the crowd the one today. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about uh, the one coming up in April could be affected. They, they could be having it solely where it's just the fighters in their camps. Right, right. In a specially built uh, UFC arena. Yeah, yeah. Like a special like a special arena that they're going to, like, con- concoct for themselves there. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's very crazy. Yeah. I mean, like you said... Uh, you know, they're even talking about the Olympics being canceled. Uh, you know, school has been canceled for two weeks here in Palm Beach County, which is the county that we live in. Um, that's pretty much the same kind of across yep. the board in most other states uh, or, you know, high metropolitan areas. So, you know, this is uh, it's a it's a major epidemic, Jay, and it's affecting the economy as well. I mean, I don't know if you follow the stock market yep. at all. It's 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 been basically tanking since Monday, uh, since all this news has come out. And of course, the travel ban has not helped now. You can't nope. get a, you know, you can't come from, you know, Europe unless it's through the UK, unless you're actually from the United States. So if you're not from here, you're not coming yep. here. Um, so 
I mean, when was the last time that happened where we actually had a travel ban in the UK? I mean, and everywhere else. I, mean, I can't even think the last time. I don't know, man. This this has been this has been something that's been talked about for a long time. It could happen. Uh, and, you know, everyone's like, no, it's fine, no, it's fine, no, it's fine. You know, swine flu, bird flu, anthrax, you know, all that shit kind of blows over. Uh, I think what makes this so scary is just how aggressively transferable it is. Like, it, it, yeah. it wants to jump from person to person. Uh, if there's somebody that walks into the room with you and they have it, you get it. That's all there is to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the mortality rate is uh, recorded right now at around 3.7%. So, I mean, if you really yeah. think about it in the real grand scheme of things, if everybody got it, you know, only 3% of us would be dead. I mean, yeah, that would not be good. Obviously. A lot of people. That's still a lot of fucking people. Still a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people. I could see why they're start. You know, they they've implemented this. You know, uh, no travel. You know, closed borders uh, type of you know scenario. It's you know you have to try to quell this as much as possible. As Jay said, you know, as you said, Jay, uh, you know, this thing is spreading quick. You know, it's like next thing you know, one moment you hit, oh, it's only ten, and then the next thing it's like it's a hundred or a thousand. And you're like, what the fuck happened? It was just 10 yesterday. So, yeah, you have to be very careful. Yeah. You know, everybody has to wash their hands. That's what everybody's telling you to do. Don't put your you know, fingers in your face and your mouth and stuff like that. And, you know, just be just be cautious. You know what I mean? Don't be fucking pigs. Uh, you know, take care of yourself. Wash your hands. And, you know, if you're scratching your ass, wash your hands after. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just on, the same, on, the, on the same token, though. Yeah. On the same token, though. You should really have to say that. No, <laughs> no, but I still feel the need to tell people this because it seems like that people need to be reminded. The bigger problem, the bigger problem, the bigger problem isn't even the economy and the stock. With the toilet paper? It's the sudden supply, it's the sudden supply and demand of certain things uh, because people are not, they're not realizing, everybody's acting, especially here in Florida, holy shit. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. I'm surprised people aren't putting up their shutters, man. It's ridiculous. They're acting like it's a hurricane, they're acting yeah. like they're going to have like a coronavirus party, <laughs> you know, they're going to put some beer in the tub, and yeah. you know, get a couple extra cans of beans. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, dude, like, you don't need all that hat. It's not, this yeah. is going to have, this is going to be for a month. This is not going to be done in a couple of days. This is going to last a couple of months, and the long-term effects on our economy, on our uh, commerce, on our entertainment, our lifestyle—everything is going to be backed up and going to need to be caught up because this thing is going to, it's going to bring everything to a screeching halt. Yes, it is. Yeah, and uh, you know we're seeing it now. Unfortunately. You know, the airlines are taking a huge hit. You know, nobody's traveling. I saw a guy on the news last night. He uh, took the last flight from Dallas to, to uh, uh, West Palm Beach, I think it was. It was the last flight in, and he was literally the only person on the plane, him and the, the crew. That was it. Uh, there was nobody else on the, on the plane. So, you know, it's we're starting to see this, you know, trickle-down effect of what this virus can do. Again, people are going to be, you know, kids are going to be home for, you know, school from school for two weeks. That requires people yep. to be home, you know, if they can't, you know, if they don't have yep. the means to, you know, put the kids in daycare or have somebody watch them, you know. And if yep. you're not lucky like me or maybe some other people where you can work from home, what 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 are you going to do in that situation? So, uh, especially like yeah, people, it sucks, like, man. yeah, it, it sucks. sucks. That's one thing. So for me, because. 
I work with kids. So we're looking at, like, I actually, I work today. The biggest class I had. So normally, most of my classes have, on average, about 20 kids per class. Right. Uh, you, you know, there's 500 kids enrolled in the gym. All right. The biggest class I had today had six kids total. Yeah, that's crazy. It was that's a ghost nuts. town. That's nuts. It was, a, it, was a, it was a strain. It was a strain on my revenue to be open and to pay the bills and have people there because there's nobody there. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we're actually kind of, we're, we're, we're rotating to where we're saying, like, instead of running our classes because we know our class is going to be light, right. uh, we're actually going to just offer, like, open gyms for people who are healthy, people who are uh, stir crazy for people looking for things to do, uh, you know. Good idea. Come on over and bring, like, I know there's a lot of places that are, everybody's going to have to help one another out. Yeah. And really, once we get this thing under control, if we can work together better as a world society, I mean, really, think about it. Think about how everybody right this particular minute is working together to make sure that this thing does not spread and become a, a bigger problem. I mean, look at all the countries already involved. Yeah, there's a lot of countries that are involved. Yeah, you're right. That... So maybe if we all work, maybe maybe this goes to help us all work together to where we can then have just a much more harmonious planet where we can work with one another and not be such dicks. Well, listen, it's uh, it's what the history repeats itself. They always say if if we all have a common em- en- enemy, so we're all going to be, you know, we're all going to be friends if we all have a common, you know, common yep. enemy. So yeah, again, if uh, if there's a <laughs> If it's going to affect all of us, we all have to fight it at one point or another. So, I mean, I think we're all doing the right things. I think the the countries are responding, um, you know, adequately. Um, I think we were a little little slow on the on the on the on the trigger. I think it should have happened a little earlier, but you know, nonetheless, it happened. So I'm happy that it did. Uh, but again, this is the ongoing threat of uh, the coronavirus, and we're going to continue to to bring you uh, as much entertainment as we possibly can in the next few weeks uh, to keep you entertained because we obviously know that uh, you're going to have a lot more time on your hands so hopefully you'll be able to enjoy more Dark Fringe Radio so uh, that's it for what the hell's going on in the world right now Jay and uh, that brings us to the next segment of the podcast uh, which is probably what I think think it's one of your favorites no Jay I think it is right it is it is I got a good one it's a good one huh All right. well listen that that brings us to What the F Florida Man, and uh, let's get the intro going. A Florida Man. A Florida Man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly, and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him, and he says Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll. All the shit, man. All right, Jay, so what do you have for this week for What the F Florida Man? Tell us what you got this week, Jay. Well, my What the F Florida Man is a kind of a really close one uh, to us, my friend. <laughs> so normally, the What the F Florida Man, they do tend to, the areas a lot of times are a bit more central Florida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, 
slightly different brand. We're we're very Latino down here. Yes, like, we are. We're not, uh, you know. It's not just rednecks. I think here. everybody's picking up. What I'm, <laughs> I think everybody's picking up what I'm putting down. I think everybody's got it. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> West Palm, West Palm Beach, Florida, which is exactly where I live. Yep. West Palm Beach, Florida. A woman Ooh. took care of her plant for two years. When she took it, she took care of it and kept it alive for two years before realizing it was fake. Uh, excuse me? Say that again? She had a fake plant that she watered and fed and made sure it got plenty of sunlight for two fucking years. Two years. Before she realized it two was years. a fake fucking plant. Are you kidding me right now, Jay? Seriously? Yeah. So after two years, she was feeling like she was going to change its pot out. And that's when she pulled out, she realized it was all styrofoam at the bottom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know what to say. West Palm Beach, baby. Uh, yeah. What's that, up? that is some good drugs, man. Just to think that that fucking plant was a real plant for two years. I want to know what kind of drugs she was on. Because I want some of that. That sounds like a party right there. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff, bro. She's on the good stuff. <laughs> wow. So two years lady uh, realizes or doesn't realize that her potted plant is a fake potted two plant. And, uh, two years before she realized. Two years. Wow. She took care of a fake honeysuckle for two years. Wow. Well, only in Florida, my friend. Only in Florida, as you can only find here. Florida. And, yeah, yeah. In uh, good old West Palm Beach, Florida. So, uh, again, Jay, thanks for uh, that what the F Florida woman, not man, because – it was a woman this week, so uh, we'll give it up to her this week. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man is right. Yeah, uh, two years without even realizing that. Well, listen, that is actually pretty damn good. If you keep a plant, an indoor plant going for two years, that's actually not bad. You know what I mean? you got to start to wonder what's going on. I mean, yeah. I right? agree. You know? Uh, well, anyways. Well, listen, uh, that brings us to uh, the uh, – of course, the main title of the subject or the main subject of the podcast for this uh, week, which we're going to be talking about what happened to. And uh, this is uh, going to be a new segment that we're going to be doing here every once in a while, Jay, where we uh, talk about an individual uh, where uh, they went missing and the uh, peculiar circumstances behind it. So we'll be getting to all that here in a minute. So you guys, please stick around and uh, enjoy. Hi, I'm Dylan Sicoccio. I'm the author of Spirit World, The Definitions and The Tale of Nora. And you're listening to Dark Fringe Radio. Dark Fringe Radio presents an introspective look into cold case missing persons. We review testimony. And poof, just like that, he was gone. Just like the toilet paper during the coronavirus. We hear the interrogations between the detectives and the suspects. Now you're gonna tell me how you, where you hid Jimmy V's body? Okay, okay, they took him to the Everglades and they fed him to the alligators, man. We'll review the plot twists and turns in these cases. What is it? You're not telling me. I'm your father, okay? But in the end, we never find out whatever happened. Dark Fringe Radio presents Whatever Happened To. All right, guys, thanks for joining in with Dark Fringe Radio this week. And this week, uh, Jay, we're introducing a new segment or topic that it's going to be an ongoing topic that we'll be revisiting on time to time, which we're going to call Whatever Happened To. And uh, this week, uh, we're going to both pick an individual regarding a person who went missing and the uh, peculiar circumstances that surrounded that uh, 
person going missing. And so who do you have for this week for whatever happened to Jay? Mine is Barbara Newhall Fowlett. Ooh, okay. Whatever happened to Barbara? Let's Barbara see. Barbara Newhall So Barbara Newhall Fowlett was a very interesting uh, person. Uh, from a very young age, she was like a, uh, uh, what do they call that? Like a virtuoso. Uh, she was a virtuoso at writing. She actually, uh, yeah, she, we're talking way back. So she was born in 1914. Okay. So, uh, uh, as a child, her dad was an editor and writer, so she started picking up at a very early age writing styles and techniques, and she had a little typewriter, uh, and she was only eight years old when she began writing The Adventures of Epperson. Hmm. And another, and she had a, sec- a second or a follow-up book called uh, The House Without Windows, and she wrote that as a present for her mother. Uh, and it was about a story about a little young girl uh, who ran away from home and the family uh, had to live in a happy nature and to be complete with animals to kind of like win her back. Uh, so as she was getting older, she wrote multiple New York, uh, New York Times bestsellers. Mm. Um, you know, she had, there's actually a whole bunch of uh, Now You're Six. Uh, like, there's a whole bunch. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that she wrote as a child, and then she got, as she got, once she was about 16, her parents split up. Uh, Dad was having an affair. Her mother and father split. It was very, very hard on her to not have her father, who she idolized. Right. So she didn't write for a while. She was just kind of muddling through life. Uh, only decided to get back into writing <clears throat> after meeting her eventual husband. Mm. So in the summer of 1931, she meets a man named uh, Nickerson Rogers. That's not a 1930s name. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Hello there, Nickerson hey, Rogers. Hey, I'm Nickerson Rogers. Hello, I'm Nickerson Rogers. <laughs> yeah, it almost sounded like Bradley Warrington the third, but go ahead. Hey, 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 hey. Ooh, easy. Don't. It's it like might be like Beetlejuice, man. Yeah, don't candy say, man. His, don't say his name more than three times in a row. He'll appear. <laughs> so, hey, hey, hey. That too. I didn't, I didn't say his name. I didn't say his name. I didn't say his name. Easy. Easy. So, uh, anyways, uh, so they spent the summer of 1932 traveling. They went to the Appalachian Mountains. They went to Tahiti. They went to the Alps. I mean, they went all over the place. Uh, she was swept up in love. Uh, they were married not for very long, and they weren't bearing any children, which was one of her long life goals. So uh, she was very despondent when it didn't happen. So it was something that she was she started actually writing about. Mm-hmm. And this is where things get dark. So she was getting very deep into her writing, very dark with it. And he started going and seeking the attentions of others. Ooh. Now she's not 25 years old. Mm-hmm. And according to her husband, on December 7, 1939, Fowl left their apartment after a fight with $30 in her pocket, which equals to about 530 bucks today. Wow. She was never seen after that. Right? Mm. Just, just vanished. Just vanished. They fought. She left with $500 in her pocket. Jeez. $500. $500. I'm oh, sorry. In today's one. Like, right. It'd be like you leaving your house now with $500 in your pocket uh, and you expecting to survive on that. 
<laughs> with no real skills aside from writing. Right, yeah. It's not happening. Right. And now check this. The husband, Rogers, didn't report the disappearance for two weeks, claiming that he was waiting for her to return. Four months after notifying the, the police, he requested a missing persons bulletin be issued. But he had it so that it was under her maiden name and not under her married name. So it didn't get anywhere near the recognition. Wasn't even noticed by the media until 1966. Okay. 30 fucking years. All right, let's pause right there. So not only does he not report it to the cops for two weeks because he said he's, quote, unquote, waiting for her to come back. Then Then he puts an APB bulletin on her whatever months after and puts it in her mating name, which nobody would recognize her. In four her, months. Four months. Four after. months after. He waited four months. In her mating Four months. Name. Yeah. Before he said, hey, I think she's missing. Hmm. It doesn't sound like he was missing her too much, but go ahead, Jay. Uh, no. No, I don't think he was. I don't think he was. Uh, so, 13 years after the disp- uh, disappearance, uh, her mother actually began going around investigating and started really being suspicious of the husband. And she wrote, she actually wrote, you know, her exact words were, all of this silence on your part looks as if you had something bad to hide concerning Barbara's disappearance. Mm -hmm. You cannot believe that I shall sit idle during my last few years and not make whatever effort I can to find out whether Barr is alive or dead. Whether perhaps she is in some institution suffering from amnesia or a nervous breakdown. That's sad. So, it's very sad. They never found a body. No evidence. The foul play was ever found. Nothing. She literally, they fought. She left. Poof. Vanished. Yeah. Gone. And so, what, 30 years later, they decided to reopen this case or whatever, relook at this case, Jay? Yeah, I, they kind of took a look at it, but there's nothing. There's nothing in the file. There's nothing to go on. There's no. There's no evidence. There's nothing. The the option the the biggest theories are that he did have her after the fight. She had such a breakdown with it, uh, with him saying that he was going to leave her, that he decided to drop her off in an institution and leave her there. That's some cold shit, huh? Because yeah. I'm going to leave her right here at the institution. She's going to lose her mind, so I'm just going to leave her here. Because I'm going to leave her. That's I mean, such a shame. Because, I mean, writing novels, writing novels when you're eight years old. Oh, I mean, she was obviously a savant. She was, you know, she was super smart. You know what I mean? But, unfortunately, I think she was killed by her husband, it seems like. Sometimes those those kinds of gifts can be so out of touch with in other aspects. That's so true. That's so true. You're you know what I mean? About that. Like, she could have been while being so smart and being so gifted as a writer, be so needy with someone's affections that uh, their disinterest or sudden disinterest makes makes her want to lose touch with reality. Mm-hmm. Sure uh, that's crazy. I, I mean, mean... We see it. We hear about it all the time. Do, but, yeah. 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 Uh, it's That's just a harrowing story, Derek J. I mean, and so, of course, it, it happened during a time where a lot of Forensic evidence is not available. You know, we didn't have the capabilities of what we do now. Uh, you know, then again, it's a missing case, a missing case of a, per, a missing person. So, like, if you're just vanished out of thin air, like, what, what, what evidence? You know what I mean? There's no sign of struggle. There's no sign of anything. Well, I think, I think 
with today's science, even even if there wasn't, you know, if you didn't find like a body or anything, or even if you didn't, um, there's cameras now. You know, yeah, right. There's so and and there's digital footprints. Right. There's yeah, your cell phone. You know, social media footprints. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many ways to track people who are uh, out there. It's hard to really be truly a vanished or missing person unless you have some really high level help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, it was a little bit more loose, a little bit more wide open. But I still don't. I don't know how you can you're going to remake your whole life for five hundred bucks. No, it's not happening. It's not happening. Definitely not. It's during, not happening. No, de- definitely during not that time either. And you know, it's uh, it's crazy to think that. You know, that happened a lot during that time. And there was nothing else that ever came out of this case, Jay, right? Still an open case, still a nope. cold case. You know, they, they never charged still anybody. Still open, still cold. Nope. That's Nobody. That's nothing sad. was ever. Yeah, that's the sad part about you're it. Talking about a different, you're talking about a different time when it came to men and women's rights. That's true, too. You're right. Yeah, I mean, they, you're talking, they wouldn't you're talking late for, 30s. Yeah. Women hadn't just hadn't been voting for very long at that point. You're right. You're right. It's as sad as it sounds. It's you're 100 percent right. It's just they were kind of second rate citizens at that time too. You know, unfortunately, it's it's it's. it's, it's I could def- I could definitely see a wealthy, well connected uh, man like her husband was being able to slip somebody a couple bucks, oh, totally. sign a couple papers, yeah, and feel totally comfortable with just leaving her in an institution because. He's her husband, and she went cuckoo pachoo when he said he wanted to put it in someone else's ass. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it again. It so easily could have been done back then. You know, you can't obviously you can't get away with that shit now. But back then, super easily to do, especially if you had a lot of money and uh, a lot of influence. So you know, again, it, it seems like it all points to the husband in most of these cases, Jay. And it seems like it uh, definitely points to this per- particular case as well. So. Um, uh, you know, I, I wonder if there's ever justice for situations like this, you know, I never, you know, who knows whatever happened to the, to the husband or whatever happened to him after, but you know, you kind of hoped and wish that, you know, that person got their just due, you know what I mean? Maybe they got run over by a fucking truck or died of some horrible cancer or something like that. You know, do you think, do you believe in karma in that type of situation, Jay? Uh, I, I believe. I believe good things happen to good people, and I think bad things happen to bad people. Yeah, that's a good way yeah. to Yeah. I mean, but I also think sometimes we don't get to actually see the inaction. So he might have had a great life. He might have had a wonderful, fantastic, great life. He might have died as happy and content as possible, but he might be spending eternity, you know, getting a large pineapple shoved up his taint. <laughs> By old Beals above himself, know. right? Yeah. Yeah, you. you know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't know. That's you... what I'm saying. Car- karma might not hit you while you're while you're still on this plane. It, it might not hit too. you while you're still in this particular uh, husk of flesh that we carry around in our day to day lives. Uh, karma might really, really get you uh, when you can no longer get away. That's true. That is true. Well, listen, Jay. Thanks for uh, that. For uh, what happened to, and that's a pretty harrowing case there of. Uh, that particular. What was your name again, Jay? Uh, Barbara Fowlett. Barbara, Barbara Newhall Fowlett. Barbara Newhall Fowlett. Man, that's a great case, man. I got. I want to do some more investigating on that. And see if I 
dig anything else up on her. But that's a great story, Jay. Yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting story. It's a you know again you have this savant, this uh, this virtuoso at writing this this unbelievable gifted child goes through a rough patch where she ends up getting feeling the the need for dad's approval puts that onto her husband and then ends up missing that's crazy shit it is well from a missing virtuoso we're gonna go and switch gears jay uh to my uh whatever happened to and uh, that's mine is uh lars middink and he is a uh, 28 year old uh, uh uh german guy from uh uh, well, from obviously Germany, but uh, he was actually, uh, he went missing in Bulgaria in the summer of 2014. Uh, he was a worker of the Wilhelmshaven Power Station. It was a small coastal town in Lower Saxony uh, in uh, northwest Germany. And he went on vacation there, Jay, with a bunch of other kids. Uh, but at the end, he was like almost like it seemingly at a, almost like a paranoid state. And he basically disappeared and vanished without a trace. So, we're going to talk about that case here now. And uh, Midank was on vacation, of course, like I mentioned, Jay, with his friends um, at the Golden Sands. It's a uh, seaside resort on the coast of the Black Sea in Bulgaria. It's a popular, relatively low cost, like kind of like a holiday destination for those nearby, like uh, yep. European countries over there. And so um, right. they arrived uh, on their destination. I think it was on the 30th of June of 2014. After a two hour plane ride, uh, they checked into the hotel called Viva Club, and it's an all-inclusive type of club, Jay. It's where, you know, everything like the drinks, the food, everything's provided. So it's... Boobies? Yeah, everything. Everything's provided. So it's... (laughs) Boobies. And uh, so it's, of course, it's considered like one of those party resorts, you know what I mean, amongst the Germans there. So uh, everybody went there to go party, and everybody knew that that was kind of the spot. So on July 6th of that year, the the trip was uh, disturbed by an altercation between a group of German tourists and a group of locals when they had a dispute over football, uh, soccer over there on that side, obviously, as they call it. And uh, it was at a bar called the Rock Bar. Uh, although there was no, obviously, violence inside the bar at the time, Lars went missing right after that. And um, he went to his friends to purchase food at a nearby McDonald's uh, after that, when he finally you know, was uh, seen again on his way back to the hotel. They kept looking for him after because uh, he, he, he showed up there and then he went disappeared again. Uh, they went looking for him after to no avail. They eventually decided to go back to the hotel, hopefully, you know, hoping, you know, he would be there waiting for them. You know, unfortunately, he wasn't. And so uh, but he returned the next morning and he said that he had been uh, accosted or he claimed that he was accosted by a group of men uh, that he believed were sent to him uh, by the group of people they had an altercation with earlier that same night. So um, he said that that group hired a bunch of uh, locals or uh, crazy Russians to like kind of rough him up. And so his friends weren't con- really they weren't convinced of the story. They were just like, OK, whatever. Yeah. OK, let's just kind of let's go. You know, we're just here. We're not you know, we're not here to look for any trouble. So let's just kind of get in, get out. So uh, right. there were signs of him being in a type of some type of altercation because his eardrum was fucked up. It was swollen. And it looked like he had at least, uh, you know, a bruised or maybe even broken type of jaw situation. So, um, yeah. So they could tell that obviously something was going on. And so they were like, okay, we're going to, you know, get out of here. We're going to get down to the airport and get the fuck out. Right. And so they all go right. down and he goes down with them, but he says he can't leave because of his eardrum. 
and the pressure of the airplane that would fuck with his eardrum, it would give him excruciating pain. So he basically wasn't cleared by the uh, by the airport um, uh, doctor to be able to fly. Uh, yeah, to, to be able to fly. So the doctor basically told him, yeah. listen, with that type of injury that you have, you are going to be in severe pain from the air pressure being up there in the airplane, obviously. So he said, I recommend you stay here for at least a day or two for let the, you know, to let the pressure go down. And then that way, when you do decide to fly, it's not going to be such an excruciating experience for you. So Midank basically, you know, told his friends, he said, all right, listen, this is what the deal is. This is what they're telling me. And there's a little bit of like gray area here, Jay. This is where kind of the muddle, the, 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 the waters get kind of muddy here. Right. Some people say that he was cleared to fly, but he decided not to. And then some people say that he wasn't cleared to fly. And so he had to stay. Whatever the case may be, his friends left and he is, uh, he had to end up staying. So he basically was looking around all around town, Jay, for a place to stay, a hotel. But the problem was is that during that time when he was there, there was like a big uh, type of festival that was happening. And so a lot of the hotel rooms right. were like overbooked. Uh, there was, there was right. very little vacancy. Uh, so he ended up find, finding a room at this place called like Hotel Calore, something like that. And... Um, Basically, he called his mom from the hotel before he left uh, in the morning saying that he feels like he's been um, basically accosted and been followed by these four individuals. And he feels, you know, uh, you know, fear for his life. He told, yeah, he told his mom to cancel his bank cards, basically to say, listen, cut the shit off the bank for the bank cards. Cancel all my stuff because I don't know if these people are going to take my shit or whatever the case may be. So, of course, his mom is like you know, super worried about him and, you know, like completely paranoid about what's the whole situation, what's going on. He finally, uh, she gets a text for him saying that he's gotten to the airport and that he's going to see if he can jump on the plane and get passed through the medical doctor to get clearance. So that way he can get on the plane and go. That was the last time that she heard ever heard from him. Um, there's actually CCTV footage, Jay, uh, that's online, uh, on YouTube. And he's basically, they call him the most famous missing person on YouTube. <laughs> and the reason is, is because the footage. Really? That, yeah. And the reason why they say that is because the footage that they have from 2014 showing him in the airport, he's like running, like he's running from people. And he literally runs outside the airport, runs past outside the airport gates, jumps a fence, and you never see him ever again. Ever. That's it. You don't ever hear or see or anything from this guy. He leaves his... Everything he leaves is his bags, his his everything, his wallet, his cell phone, everything in the airport right there. Wait. He drops it. You can see the CCTV. I mean, this footage was viewed by over 16 million people. Jay, by the way, that's why they call him the most famous missing person on YouTube. And you can just see him just running. He just books it from the inside of the ho- uh, from the inside of the airport out, and you could just keep seeing CCTV footage of him going outside, running, 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 and finally getting past to the wall, jumping the wall. And that's it, Jay. No more. Never again will you hear of Lars Midtank. And uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, conspiracy theories around this guy. What are they saying? What are they saying? Are they, uh, they thinking it was aliens? Are they thinking it was Area 51? No, no. Are they that, thinking it was Elvis? No, Who no. Well, they're saying that uh, he may have had issues with maybe a drug deal that had went wrong. Uh, some people thought that maybe some... Um, uh, drug dealers actually put drugs inside of him and were trying to capture him to get the drugs out, like a mule kind of situation. A lot of people think that, um, you know, 
just in Bulgaria, there's a lot of missing persons and people just go up missing because they get put into selects, uh, selects, sex fucking camps and, and, uh, and become sex slaves and stuff like that. And so who knows what happened to this kid, but he's, he's been missing since 2014. Never, ever, ever seen from ever again, Jay, just gone. That's it. That's crazy. Yeah. And so a lot of people are suspecting as well that maybe because of the, the, the nature of the injury that he had, that he had a concussion, so he, he kind of like went mental a little bit. Um, that's one possible, you know, explanation for what happened. Uh, maybe he started seeing things, you know what I mean? Had some type of like traumatic brain injury from that uh, altercation that he had, supposedly. So there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, theories going on, but nothing, nobody knows what the truth is when it comes to this guy. Now, they um, supposedly s- spotted him in Canada. Uh, in 2000, I think it was 2000. Of course they did. Yeah, like two years later or something like that. But then again, they weren't sure. where everybody goes. Everybody goes to Canada, man. <laughs> Come on. We health care. But uh, then again, how would he end up in and Canada? And Canadians. How would he end up in Canada when he didn't have his passport or anything like that? So again. Didn't yeah. they say, didn't they also say that like when they first came upon him in Canada, he had, it was almost like a zombie? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no zombies, no zombies. No, I, I, I could have swear I read somewhere along the way is that so that like he'd lost like if the connection like in his eyes like see like he oh wasn't yeah 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 you're like talking to him. supposedly I know what you're talking about Jay yeah so supposedly the person that saw him said that when he had mentioned to him he's like hey you look like that guy that went missing like he had this like really like empty look in his eye like he had like it was like soulless and uh, that's how the guy actually described it as is just like he was empty he had nothing left in him and. Again, they don't know if it was him or not. Um, then the guy went missing again, so they they could never find him. Uh, and then they thought they found him in Brazil, and it ended up being some other guy who was actually ended up missing as well. So <laughs> he was another missing person. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that was wandering the street of like the fucking side road of Brazil, like just you know, combobulated, didn't know what was going on. He ended up being some American that's been missing for like a year. So some other guy who was missing. But again, I mean, no sign of this guy, Jay. Nothing whatsoever. And Obviously, he was having some type of issue with supposedly somebody following him, at least, thinking that. I mean, look at the message that he left his mom and the things that he's, he told his mother and things like that nature. This guy has no history of mental illness. This guy has no history of alcohol and drugs or anything like that. So, I mean, what what do you right. what do you say in a, in a situation like this? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's mind-boggling. And there's even, like, a video of, like, his last, the last time you see him, you know, uh, it's a crazy situation. Like, what what happened? There's no body. You don't hear from them. You're not. There's no contact. There's no sight. Nobody charges anything. Like it's he, they just vanish. Just vanish. Where like they that. go? Just like that in thin air. Stocks in the dryer. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the reason why we're doing this series called uh, you know whatever happened to Jay, and uh, we want to highlight these these uh these cases so. That way we can bring more awareness to them and uh, let more people. Because to be quite honest with you, the lady you just talked about, I've never heard of her before. I've never heard of that story ever. Yeah. And, and I don't I don't think you ever heard of Lars Middank uh, before I even brought him up to you. I had not. Yeah. So I, I had, had not. I didn't hear about him until I actually did some research on, you know, curious missing cases of, you know, missing people. And, uh, you know, again, I think this is a good. Yeah, thing. it led me. It led me down a rabbit hole. Some very interesting stories. Yeah, exactly. And it will. I mean, because there's a lot of stories that are like this, Jay. There's more than what you think and more than what more people actually realize. 
There's a lot of these missing cases. Right. There's a lot of them. And a lot of them have a lot of uh, uh, peculiar circumstances behind them. And uh, that's what we're here to talk about uh, on these uh, on these uh, podcasts and uh, especially these particular ones that we're talking about whatever happened to. So, again, Jay, I, I really appreciate you bringing on uh, that particular person on for this week. And, uh, of course, uh, Mr. Lars Medank for mine uh, for this week for whatever happened to. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. And that brings us to the outro, Jay. But before we go to the outro... Of course, we have to do what to watch. And what do you have for this week, Jay, for what to watch? So I'm constantly having conversations with people about what they like to watch and what they're seeing, how they're absorbing, how they're partaking in their content. And I've heard a lot of people talk about Shit's Creek. Now, I'd heard about Shit's Creek, but I hadn't heard anything really about it. I just heard like the name Shit's Creek. It's, you know, a sitcom. Right. But this past week, I had four different people say to me, you should check out Shit's Creek. <laughs> so I did. And? What was Let me the... tell you. Yeah. It is a fantastic show. The premise. You have this uh, Eugene, what's his name? Uh, Levy. Big, bushy, eyebrow guy. Yeah, the dad from American Pie. Yes. So he, he was very, very wealthy. Like, crazy wealthy. Sold his business. But his his business manager fucked him. So now he's poor. And at one point when he was rich, he had bought this town, Shit's Creek, as a joke (laughs) on his son. Okay. But now the town is the only thing he has that's worth anything. So he's trying to rebuild it to get it to where he can sell it. But he's got to deal with this mayor who isn't just a mayor. He's the mayor who the town is named after his family. His name is Roland. Shit. Roland. Shit. Like literally rolling and shit. His name is Roland. Shit. It is fucking fantastic. You've got the uh, the dad, uh, Eugene Levy. You have the mom is the woman from uh, Beetlejuice. The stepmother, the really weird one, the Art Deco uh, one. Yes, 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 yes. She plays a very similar character, but now very old. <laughs> you have a smoking hot daughter. Yeah. Who's so vain. That's not even funny. Mm. You have this son who is super feminine and in this very rustic town. So he's trying to get along with people. Then you have the front girl, the front desk girl, because they now live in a motel. And this front desk girl, Stevie, is fucking hilarious. She's so straight. So emotionless. She's fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, great show. Nice, nice. So Shit's Creek. It's uh, what what channel is that on, Jay? It's on Netflix, Porteo. Netflix. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. So Shit's Creek, man. So I highly recommend that one, huh? Quadruple thumbs up. Nice, nice. Okay, cool, Jay. Well, uh, that's uh, what to watch for this week, Jay. Uh, what Shit's Creek? So make sure everybody checks that out on Netflix, and uh, you'll have something decent to watch. So. Thank you, Jay, for that. And uh, that brings us to the outro. Uh, Jay, uh, again, I just want to remind everybody how to listen to podcasts. Just go to darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. Be on the lookout for the new uh, Dark Fringe Investigations uh, footage that will be coming out here uh, soon uh, regarding the Glades Correctional Institute. And we'll bring you a lot more other places as well in the future. Shit's going to get real. (laughs) Oh, it's going to get real, Jay. It's going to get real. And, uh, of course, uh, how to follow us on the social media uh, Facebook uh, and Twitter, and also 
uh, Instagram, just follow us on Dark Fringe Radio. Real simple. So make sure you share, like, and tell everybody about us. How about that? Just do us that favor. Tell everybody about us. Please. Uh, yeah, please, please. Do us that please. favor. Yes. So I'll, uh, be, I'll be your best friend. I'll be your best friend. <laughs> so that's it for this week for uh, Dark Fringe Radio. Jay, anything else uh, for the outro? No, that's it. I, I mean, just keep uh, let's keep on trying to be a better community to one another. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, especially these times, you know, where, uh, you know, we're dealing with this uh, coronavirus and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of times, uh, you know, I think uh, being nice to each other, it goes a long way. And um, especially in a time like this, try to be nice to your fellow human beings. So uh, that's the point that Jay, I guess, is trying to get across. But uh, nonetheless, uh, that's it for this week for Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez, for Jay Galosi. Thanks for joining in for Dark Fringe Radio, and we'll see you again next week.
Blurred falls of hardness, sky. 